Hello and welcome to the Humura Show. I am Humura Ruth. I host this podcast. It's about living in Uganda, traveling Uganda and experiencing Uganda. I have a great time doing this because I'm from Uganda. I hope you're doing well. I hope life is going well for you. And if it's not, always remember what Romans 8.28 says, that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and were called according to his purpose. So take everything to the Lord in prayer and trust me, it's going to get better. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I am excited to do this as always. And today I am taking you to Makerere University, which is one of the best univers- universities in Africa and is the best university in Uganda. And I'm just going to take you there, give you a little bit of history about it and give you an idea on what life is in the university right now during the COVID pandemic and all that. But thanks for joining me. I see you people listening from all over the world. I am very grateful and I'm so happy to have, you know, people from different parts of the world tune in and just listen to the show. I hope you have a good time. I hope you enjoyed. Let's first go, go into a short break and then begin the show. Welcome back from that very, very short break. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm getting more comfortable with podcasting these days. And I'm so happy and I'm so excited about it. You should have listened to my very first episodes. I was shaking, I was quivering. I have this thing called, I, I call an accent attack. Uh, one of my friends also told me her friend has it. Whereby, if you, if you, you know, if you put a camera in front of someone, there's the way they change, there's the way they change their posture, there's the way their smile changes and all that. And it's, it's the same for me when you put a microphone in front of me or a phone recorder in front of me, like my accent just changes. Trust me, what you hear here, if you meet me on the streets or if you meet me in person, I don't actually sound like this. This is some, I don't know, probably because I watch a lot of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. But anyway, welcome to today's episode. I am so happy to do this. I have done a YouTube video on um on today's episode um it's about studying at Makerere University Makerere University one of Uganda Uganda is it's the best university in Uganda and I think the fourth best in Africa so you know it's a very good one so sit back relax let's talk all things Makerere University you hear me um during the show referring to Makerere University as MOOC because that's the abbreviation and so let's get into it so I study at MOOC Makerere University and I am currently in my final semester. I'm in my third year. I've been doing industrial psychology, industrial and organizational psychology and what that it's about employee psychology, how people, how employees behave in organizations. You study them and kind of fit the job to them or fit them to the job but usually you fit the job to them and it's just fun. Initially when I um, opted to study at MOOC I wanted to do journalism because you can't even tell. I mean, I have loved journalism for a long, long time. When I was, I think, in uh, P6, I think that's about 12 years of age, I used to listen to radio with my father and we used to listen to KFM. We used to listen to BBC. I still listen to BBC right now as at this age. And people look at me and they're like, I mean, what is she on? Because, you know, you should, maybe you would watch it on TV. And girls my age don't sit down and listen to BBC, but I still do. And so that got me loving radio and I wanted to work on radio. I wanted to do journalism. But when I applied at um, MOOC, my points, I think I was three points below and so I ended up doing psychology. Journalism was my first and psychology was my second. So I got my second best, which was psychology. And I am doing psychology at Makerere. And I'm almost done because this is my final semester. And let me tell you, the COVID pandemic has changed a lot of things at the university. Some of the, it's it's a bit uncomfortable, but it's it's got to do. I should have graduated in May. 
by May I should have finished and should have graduated, but I'm not I've not yet graduated, so I'm going to graduate next year, next year, which is kind of a, a bummer. But anyway, let's get into it. So Makere Ray, uh, um, I one time asked um those ladies that work in the university that used to work there a long, long time ago. They say that Makere, that the name Makere came about because there's so many. Uh, do the story goes that there are so many buds. If you come to Makere, they're actually these very big buds. These buds with very long necks at the front and very long beaks, and they have big feathers. They look like vultures, but they're not vultures. So there's so many of those buds. Makere University is located in a hill called Makere. And so those buds would go and sit at the top of a hill and they would make kerere. Now kerere is noise. I have a feeling that word came from Kenya. It sounds like a Swahili word. But when somebody says, eh, hey, stop making kerere, it means stop making noise. So these buds used to make a lot of noise up on the hill. And so the name came Makerere, where there's like a lot of noise and all that. But yeah, that's just where the name came from. So it's the largest and oldest institution of higher learning located in Kampala. If you'd love to see what Makere looks like, just go to YouTube and look for studying at Makere University, Humara Ruth. You'll see a, a, a video on it. One of the things I love about MOOC is the green. There's so much green. Right from the main gate you enter, you just see lush green compounds of lush green compounds my english is a bit off i'm sorry my grammar but you see a lot of green everywhere there's so much green our classrooms are surrounded by trees there's i was going to call them green carpets but there's a lot of grass and all that i love the nature there and and i think all these trees and all this grass it's what attracts the birds if you've listened to my previous episodes i told you that uganda has so many bird species i think we have a thousand bird species different bird species so it's no surprise that we actually have them even in the university so that's my first impression it's a lot of green and it looks nice and the ugandans are very hospitable people so it's a very nice place to be and just a brief history it um it was first in established as a technical school in 1922 and then it later on became an independent national university in 1970 but the real story because i used to listen to omana omami long time ago it's a historical show that i used to air on radio and um the story goes that in 1921, MOOC began as a trade school offering classes in carpentry, building, construction, and mechanics, just a few things. Then the next year, in 1922, it got founded as the Uganda Technical College. That very year, in 1922, it offered additional courses in education, medicine, arts, and agriculture. And apparently at that time, there were only 14 students in school. Still within 1922, the name... Um, was changed from Uganda Technical College to Makere College. Six years later, in 1928, the vocational classes were separated from the college and renamed Kampala, and it was renamed Kampala Technical School. In 1937, the college began offering post-secondary education certificate courses as it developed into an institution of higher education. But prior to that, in, uh, I think... Um, no, not prior to that. If in 1937, that's when they began offering the post-secondary education certificate courses. Later on, in 1970, it became an independent university by the Act of Parliament. This status continued until 2001, when the Universities and Other Tertiaries Institution Act was enacted. I am pretty proud I know that stuff, because I did a law class. In industrial psychology, we do study law. Anyway, today my career has nine colleges, which are College of Agriculture and Environmental Sci Sciences, which is known as CA. Uh, the College of Business and Management Sciences, 
COBAMS, College of Computing and Information Sciences, that is COSIS, College of Education and External Studies, College of Engineering, Design, Art and Technology, where every girl wants to date from, that's SEDAT. Then there's the College of Health Sciences, the College of Natural Sciences, the College of Veterinary, Medicine, Animal Resources and Biosecurity, and lastly, the College of Humanities and Social Sciences, which is where I lie. Industrial and Organizational Psychology is under the College of Humanities and Social Sciences. Makaria also has a School of Law, abbreviated as SOL. So these are things that I was saying, Cobham's, Courses, says those are just abbreviations for the different colleges. It also has three campuses. The main campus is located in Makaria Hill, which is five kilometers from the city center, and it sits on 350 acres of land. It's very, very huge. I remember the first time I got there with my friend, we got lost, and she walked so fast, and, and it was night. It was a, during the night, because you, back in the day, I don't know if it's going to remain, but during the COVID, now, COVID season right now, we don't offer night lectures. But in my first year, I used to study from, I think, 5 p.m. to 9 or 10 p.m. So I would have two classes, two, two lectures back to back from 5 to 9. So I could do a class from, like, let me say, 5 to 7 and then 7 to 9, another class back to back or another course. I don't know why I'm calling them classes. You call them lectures here at university. But yes, and it's quite very huge. I got lost in there once in a while. And it also has halls of residences. I belong to the Africa Hall of Residence. There's the Livingstone Hall. Those are like the best halls, let me tell you. And not because I belong to Africa, but to be honest, everybody who has been there says it's the best hall. It's secluded. It's far. It's a bit far away from the campus. It's just, it's beautiful. It's quiet. And it's just, it's just Africa Hall. It's the best hall. There's also the Complex Hall. There's the Mitchell Hall. There's the Lumumba Hall. Um, Mary Stewart Hall, where my mother resided. And... Um, a good number of halls. I think I've forgotten them, but I don't really know so much about the halls because I don't live in hall. I actually commute to school. So I was saying before that the main campus is uh, at Macquarie Hill, five kilometers from the city center on 350 acres of land. The second campus is the College of Health Sciences, formerly known as the Faculty of Medicine and School of Public Health. That one is on Mulago Hill, adjacent to the National Referral Hospital. It's about 10 kilometers from the main campus. The third center, the third campus is the Agricultural Research Institute, Kabanyole. It's 17 kilometers north of Kampala. Now, the interesting thing is that I studied in my junior high school i went to gaza high school and gaza high school is quite close to the cabanyole research institute that big farm and so we used to go and study there a bit and just see the animals and all that it was for all those agricultural classes that we weren't really interested in <laughs> but yeah so it's composed of nine colleges and it also has um one school a school that's the school of law and currently i think they're about in 2018 we had uh, MOOC had uh, 36,000 undergraduates, but it's rumored to be that by 2020, I think 40,000 undergraduates. I'm not so sure about that. And about, I would estimate them to be at 5,000 postgraduates because by 2018, there were 4,000 postgraduates. So I'm just saying, I'm just imagining Alex, a thousand more. Our current chancellor is Mr. Seruma Ezra and the vice chancellor, you probably know him, he's been in the news a lot, Mr. Nawangwe Barnabas. And the motto is we build for the future. I just want to dare any Makiri student to find and tell them to sing the 
university's national anthem literally nobody knows the university's national anthem but quite interestingly my mother went um, to Makere so many years back and she knows the anthem can you imagine that dedication and that love i don't even know it really i really don't know it let me not lie anyway the administrative staff there's about three thousand of them and then when it comes to academic faculty staff there's over a thousand um faculty staff and interesting fact did you know that the times higher education world university rankings for 2016 ranked Makere university as the fourth best in university in africa it's actually one of the best let me brag about it some of the MOOC alumni are post-independence african leaders that you're probably familiar with for example former president of uganda Milton obote tanzanian presidents julius nyerere and benjamin makapa all studied from there the former president of the democratic republic of congo joseph kabila as well as the Kenyan president, Mwai Kibaki. All those people went there. So who knows, I'm probably in class with the next president of an African country. How cool is my life? And we've had a good number of musicians come from there. I mean, just below um, where psychology, the whole psychology life is, where our classrooms, our lecture rooms are, right below, down, if you slope down, you'll find um, the arts section, the arts school, and a rumor has it Spice Diana used to study from there. If you're in Uganda, you know Spice Diana is a huge musician. She's made a good number of hits. It's just very unfortunate that I, I never used to run into how well we were in campus. But that's probably because there's over 40,000 of us in there. Anyway, when it comes to, you know, I love writing. I know I love reading books. I talk about books a lot. When it comes to some prominent African writers that have studied from Macquarie University, there's quite a number of them. In fact, after Uganda's independence, these writers went on, the work that they created portrayed a lot of the African culture and their recognized pieces of work all over the world. Some of them you may know, some of them you may not know. Um, writers like, um, I may pronounce these names wrongly, but there's Nuruddin Farah, there's Ali Mazuri, there's David Rubadiri. We actually did books by david rubadiri he's a malawian diplomat he did books growing up with poetry my sister still uses his book uh, he also wrote the african an african thunderstorm i don't know if you've read that growing up with poetry has some of the best poetic pieces ever i wish i had time i could read them for me for you i mean the way he the, the way the I was going, is it called juxtapositioning or the contrast between characters in those poems is just beautiful and very intelligent the Ngugi um, Wathiongi Wathiongo also studied from there. He wrote The River Between, Whip Not Child, Devil on the Cross, Petals of Blood. Actually studied The River Between in class, in my literature class. There's also um, John Ruganda. He's a best Ugandan playwright that ever was. He studied from there. He later on became a professor, I think, at the University of Nairobi or something. But he wrote The Black Mamba, Shreds of Tenderness, Burdens. I don't know who never read The Black Mamba. If <laughs> We always did these books in high school. Anyway, other writers that went there, there's Paul Thorax. There's a Nobel Prize. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this well, but the Nobel Prize Laurette V.S. Nepal. <laughs> He just how can let's just say V.S. Nepal. Uh, he received a Nobel Peace, a Nobel Prize. He also went to Macquarie University. Peter Nazareth. Those are some of the writers that went to Macquarie University. I can't mention them more, but those are some of them. And who knows? I may be the next, you know, person that somebody else is going to say out on another podcast that went to Macquarie. 
university anyway so enough about the bragging about the university let's go into depth what happens in there what it's like but first let's just you know make some money oh before we go into the depth of what's happening at the university i forgot to tell you you guys can you tell i love uganda like you would tell me to talk about a cup from uganda and i'll do like a 15 minute session about how beautiful a cup made from uganda is <laughs> anyway i'm still bragging about my career so um a few things you should also know the university has an estate that includes a 350 acre stock farm the buyona stock farm under the college of veterinary medicine that college was formerly known as the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine. And the farm is, I think, on the Kampala Masaka Highway. It's 60 kilometers from um, from the main campus. It also owns the Kastanga Tea Health Center, if you've been there. It's owned by the School of Public Health, Makere University. Um, it also owns Makere University Biological Field Station. That's under um, College of Agriculture and Environmental Sciences. It also owns a Budungo Conservation Field Station and uh, the College of Agriculture and Environmental Sciences Steel. And the School of Distance and Lifelong Learning under the College of Education and External Studies has nine adult education and extramural centers. And that's it. Oh, I forgot to say, it also owns some residential housing estates located in the outskirts of Kampala, um, the residential estates in Kololo, Katelemwa, Machindie, Makere North, and Bwayese. When it comes to governance, like most university, there's a university council. It's a supreme governance body, and the university works through six committees. All academic matters that you can ever have, you have to channel them to the council through the university senate. If you think of about studying in Makere, good news for you. There's about 145 undergraduate level programs. These programs include 11 diplomas and 134 bachelor's programs. I don't know why they're called bachelor's degrees and all that. Why aren't they spinster degrees? Eh? <laughs> it's just a random weird thought. And there's also 139 postgraduate programs. 17 of those postgraduate programs are diplomas and 135 of them are master's degrees. All academic units have provision for offering doctoral degrees either by research only or by coursework and dissertation. And let me tell you, I don't like coursework. I don't like dissertation either, but I got to do it. Anyway, so let's talk about life. That's just a little bit about my career. I know it's just, it's a lot that I just said, but yeah. So I'll just give you my routine as a student and I'll have some, some of my friends come on and just share their routines as well. So I joined the university in 2017. I'm quite young. I told you before. Oh, I like to think I'm young. And I started, um, I offer industri- bachelor's in industrial and organizational psychology. And I say that before, it's about how I'm studying employees' behavior in organizations, fitting the jobs to the employees or the other way around. So basically, it's in human resources. In fact, I did my internship in the human resource department of an organization. So um, I chose to commute from from home to school. It's a bit hectic, but that's how we did it. And I opted for the night classes. There's something about me. I'd like to sleep late. And I wake up late, but I just function better in the night. I feel like I, I, I think better in the night. I'm even recording this podcast in the night. Can you believe that? So I would go, my routine was that I would wake up in the morning, I would read, and then I go to school. If I'm going to school, it's like by midday, and I'm at school by, say, one. I have my lunch, two to three, I'm, let me say, in a discussion with my friends, finishing up my coursework, and then I go to class at 5 p.m., and 
get out of class by 9 or 10 p.m. and then come back home. So I come back home in the night. I don't know. It's quite interesting to do that. And I don't think I would recommend that for anyone. But yeah, that's how I've been doing. That's how our life was regularly um, for the past two and a half years. Until COVID happened. So because of a COVID pandemic, there's been a lot of restrictions in the university. It has been it has been closed, but then it has been opened. It opened on the... When did it open? I think the 15th of October. Yes, it opened on the 15th of October. So to get university, you wear a full-on mask. Sanitize all the time before you get into the university. They nowadays ask for university IDs before you just walk in. Nobody even cared. And then the Wi-Fi is even off. I don't know why. I think because we are few in the university. And I realized when I comment the universities that the 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 costs of living in hall have been lowered. Previously used to pay um a hundred dollars to stay in hall. That's about three hundred thousand, three hundred thousand plus. So maybe I should say ninety dollars to stay in hall per semester. Semester is about three months or four months long. It's four months long. So you pay about let me say ninety five dollars, ninety six dollars. But now it has been reduced. You actually pay ninety five dollars would be three hundred thousand Ugandan shillings. But now it has been reduced to half the amount. It's now at 145,000, 145,000 Ugandan shillings. So living in hall is actually very cheap for so many finalists. A lot of people have joined halls of residency. And I love the fact that that, that kind of reduce, that reduces the movement of people to and from within the university and helps to curb the spread of the COVID uh, virus. And life has really, really changed. Before, in the past, we would have our lecturers come in and give us a lecture or they would come in and just, you know, monitor. Because we usually study by presentation. Groups of people, you put into a group of with your friends or with your other classmates, whoever you find, and then you discuss a topic and then you discuss it. You discuss a topic as a group and then you come and present it to the entire class and the class learns from you. But nowadays, we are not actually able to do that, which is very sad. It feels like we're actually reading on our own. Before they said we were going to use an online system to study, but the system kind of has a bit of an issue. It's the Moelle system. I don't think it can take all these students online at a go, so it has a bit of an issue. So they asked us, the finalists, to be attending classes physically during this um season and so far honestly i'm doing industrial organization psychology i've not had any lecturer step in front of me and i don't even know if there's a there's a chance for them to do that so what we're doing as students is that we're going out for our own way to buy the handouts to buy the pamphlets go to visit them the library and just pick out books for ourselves and read and discuss for ourselves it's actually self-tutoring right now and I have to say it's very hard because um, the, by the time the semester broke off before the COVID hit, I think we broke off on Mar- in March 26th. We had, I think, just studied for either a month or less than that. So we hadn't covered enough because the semester is four months. Now we have to do all of this on our own. We have to catch up on our own. I'm not complaining. I'm just not exactly happy. And what has happened with the year ones and year twos, those ones are using the online system to study. And I think they just wanted to give us extra attention, the finalists, the people who are in the final semester, to come to school and study. But we're actually not even getting classes, so I don't really, really get the whole thing. I don't want to complain because it could get worse. I know life. You know when you say life, oh my God, can it get worse? It just gets worse. So I don't want to really complain, or maybe I am. But we've been studying on our own there's a lot on our plates i'll tell you personally i have a research proposal to finish i have um to somehow come up with 
I've been working on my proposal during the lockdown. I would send my lecturer emails back and forth, would communicate via email. And so we've been able to do something about that. But now, the thing is, if you do psychology, you're supposed to go out to the field and actually carry out research, give people questionnaires to fill in those questionnaires and give you answers. But I'm not being able to do that. And I don't know when I will be able to do that. So that's a hindrance on my part. And you're supposed to have that dis- a dissertation before you graduate. So if I can't go to the field, I don't know if I'll ever graduate in January. You know, it's it's kind of tough. And you know, uh, and the other thing that <laughs> freaks me out is that we're about to have elections. I think we're having our elections. Is it in February or January? So I d- ideally, in my dream world, I wanted to have graduated before the elections <laughs> happened. But now, if you know, if I haven't graduated, if I haven't been able to do my dissertation, does that mean I'll, you know, I'll do it after the election period? Because everybody knows when elections happen, it's a busy time. The whole country is adjusting to change and all that. So, honestly, studying during a COVID pandemic, it's scary, but it has to be done. Life has to keep going on. And we're, as students, we're really relying on ourselves more than ever before if you know you if you know you have a good a friend who's very good at a particular course you need you gotta grab on and hold tightly for dear life because you need them to teach you the things i'll give you an example there's a course unit we do called organizational behavior oh lord jesus it is a pain because it's full of theories you know have you ever done a course unit that has a theory and another theory it has three more theories and those three more theories are kind of broken down into you know subgroups with a and b and you you know you have a pamphlet that huge with like eight of those theories that all have sub theories it's very life-threatening right now and our exams are and i think two weeks because we're going to do our exams on the 16th of november so it's it's very and i you probably will understand if my podcast come in late honestly because i am freaked out <laughs> lucky me i have a podcast to vent out on <laughs> but yeah it's but it's it's something I have to do because I honestly I want to get it out of the way. I want to get my degree and say I'm done with with this life. I'm done. I'm done and all that. But it's interesting. I got a friend of mine to get onto the podcast and talk about it more. And hopefully I'll get more friends of mine to come on the podcast and talk about what it's like studying during the COVID pandemic, how difficult it is. The transport fares I commute, so the transport fares have been doubled and prices have kind of gone up gone up for foodstuffs and all that and transport. So it's it's also, it's also a pain when it comes to your wallet, but we will, we will survive. We will survive like Demi Lovato sang at the end of Angry Birds. We will survive and we will get through this. Anyway, thanks for listening in. I'm going to leave, um, I'm going to end with a friend of mine sharing what it's like studying during the COVID pandemic. I hope you had a good time on this show. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope that makes you want to visit Macquarie University. You guys, it's a beautiful university. It's an amazing university. If you think I'm lying, just go to YouTube and look for the video studying at Macquarie University by Humora Ruth. It is gorgeous. Anyway, thanks for hanging with me. Thanks for listening in. I hope to see you again next week. I can't promise that I will do Saturday or Sunday because, you know, I have exams on the 16th, which is, I think, less than three weeks away. But I will be around. I will be in touch. Have a good day. Have a good life. And as always, if you'd like to get in touch, you can um, send me an email. My email address is babazeruth77 at gmail.com. Or you can find me on social media. My handles are at humura underscore Ruth. Humura is spelled as H-U-M-U-R-A. Or you can send me a message on plus 256-778-96503. Have a good day.
Oh, and remember, I said every week I had started this thing whereby I, I have a country that I'm crushing on. I think last week it was Australia. But um, the thing is, I've loved Australia for a very long time. Number one, my some of my relatives are moving to Australia. And I was like, I wish I could go. I wish I could go with them. But I'm still studying. You see, this whole COVID thing has disorganized a lot of people. I'm not saying that if it hadn't organized me, I would go. I mean, I don't know. But I, I last week I loved I was crushing on Australia. I still do crush on Australia because number one, Hillsong comes from Australia. It's the home to the Hemsworth brothers. Adriano Zumbo, a good patissier, is from Australia. And there's a lot of Australian TV programs that air in Uganda. We watch uh, MasterChef Australia. We watch My Kitchen Rules Australia. We watch Farmer Wants a Wife, The Bachelor Australia, First Dates Australia. This, I've been pumped with so much Australian shows. Um, Instant Hotel. And I did have a crush on Liam Hemsworth. So that's why I probably loved Australia. But if I was to go to Australia, I think I would visit, I would go to Byron Bay because it's the most expensive city to live in and I love expensive things. And then I'd also visit um, Brisbane and Bondi Beach. I love the fact that it's spelled as B-O-N-D-I but it's pronounced as Bondi. I would read it as Bondi. But um, I also love the accent, the way they say noise. <laughs> I think if, if an Aussie was listening in, they would be very irritated. But I love the way they say noise, loif, my wife. Anyway, that was my like my dream country last week this week however i love norway i just watched a video by eric conover he's a youtuber and he was telling them talking about the most incredible things you can see and find in norway you guys norway is beautiful i believe every country is beautiful by the way if you just look close enough not deep but close enough now i want to visit norway i saw it has one of the most beautiful waterfalls i did a podcast on action falls waterfalls in uganda how beautiful they are but i saw these other waterfalls that drop i i don't know at a height of over 200 meters or something and then i saw i've even forgotten the things that i saw but i can just see the pictures it's a beautiful country one of my closest friends one of my friends went to study there and i just think norway is it's I don't want to say underrated, but it's actually very beautiful. And so that's the country I'm crushing on today. I hope you had a good time. See you then.